Okay, Michael Chiesa joins me before that big UFC fight night. And uh, this is what we would call hot tub diaries. I've had guests in, in moving motor vehicles. I've had them on motorcycles. But I must confess, in about 25 years in the media, it's the first time I've got a guy in, <laughs> in a bathtub. But I'm not complaining. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I actually moved. I, we switched it up. I moved from the, the hot tub to now I'm in the sauna. So. In the sauna. <laughs> there we go. We got the sauna diaries going down. Yeah, but do you prefer the steam or the sauna just completely <laughs> off the ball I, I don't mind it just depends if it's for leisure the sauna uh from cutting weight i'm not a fan of either to be honest with you well since we're speaking about personal taste and personal hygiene let's start with a funny one i mean 2013 i remember jorge masvidal had complained about your beard for all your yeah. indian fans and indian fans of mma what was that all about uh, michael uh in 2013 i had a really really long beard i had pretty mangy looking hair and uh he had a problem with it in the i can honestly say i don't really blame him because it was pretty big but there's no way I was going to shave it for him. I was like, heck no, you know, this is, uh, you got to fear the beard. So, and it's funny too, because uh, as time went on, Hori Masvidal adopted the beard and the long haired look. So I think it's pretty funny. It's pretty ironic. Yeah. Life is pretty ironical. You always have to watch out you know, yeah, what you're doing and who you're pointing fingers. That's what, listen, Sean Brady. I mean, this is a tough customer. He's an awesome all rounder. You're one of the OGs of the sport. I mean, look at your track record over the last 10 years. I mean, it's a juicy mouthwatering matchup, but honestly, what do you feel about your opponent? He's super tough. He's really well-rounded. Um, there's really no holes to this game. He's part of that new generation of fighters that, they're they are developed as train they're developed by training all facets of the sport whereas for me you know i started as a grappler and just kind of built built myself around that um so he's very well around there's not a ton of holes in this game but with that being said while he is good everywhere i don't think he's exceptional anywhere and that's not me saying anything bad about his skill set i just think that he, he's good at things but he's not great at things so you know all around he's a good mixed martial artist so he's an exceptional opponent i think we're gonna have a great fight you know, Michael, I've got to say this. You're looked upon as somebody like a, a, like a veteran, quote-unquote veteran in the sport. But, you know, I looked up your age. You're only 33. I mean, I'm going, yeah. that's a little young for a guy to be labeled a veteran. How do you wear that tag? Because, you know, you're a young man at the end of the day. I, I wear it proudly. You know, I got it. My first UFC fight, I was 24 years old. And that was when I fought the final, the finals and Ultimate Fighter, the finale of the Ultimate Fighter, is what I was trying to say. But I like being in the position I'm in where I'm labeled as the vet, but I'm a guy that I don't have a ton of, of miles on my body in terms of what kind of fights I've had. I haven't been in a ton of knockdown dragout brawls. So I'm still fresh. You know, I'm a fresh 33-year-old, and I still feel like my best years are ahead of me. Awesome. Were there any second thoughts on fighting Sean Brady or did you just instinctively said, let's do this? I was, I, there was no hesitation, especially after how things went down my last fight. Really wanted to just get that bad taste out of my mouth from the Luke fight and uh, just get back in there as soon as, as soon as possible. And, and I, I want to test myself against a guy like Sean Brady. I want to prove that I'm still that guy. I still want to prove I'm the man. I want to hold my spot in these rankings. And uh, the best way to do that is to fight a tough up and coming prospect and show I ain't going anywhere. You know, numbers are, are a strange thing. Uh, going into the Brady fight, it would have been you with a five-match winning streak. Uh, and that, that's pretty invincible. But you're 4-1 now. Does that dent your feeling of invincibility? No, not at all. It's uh, it's just the nature of the beast. I zig when I should have zagged. I definitely feel like I can write this wrong from the Luke fight by going out there and getting a good win. But yeah, you know, I, I think that if I had won the Vicente Luke fight, I wouldn't be fighting... Uh, I wouldn't be fighting Sean Brady. I'd, I'd be in title contention. So that's what I'm trying to get back to. I'm trying to get a win streak together and get back to, to title contention and having guys like Kamaru Usman say my name is who their potential next opponent could be. 
Uh, the Luke loss looks like you were in a bit of a hurry, if I could call it that way. I don't know how to describe it. Let me just say you took a gamble. It didn't work out. It turned into a submission loss. What are your thoughts about that one? You know, I just think that you kind of said it. You said it best. It was one of those situations where I got into that position a lot easier than I thought I would. And just in my mind in that moment, I was like, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to go for this finish. You know, and the gamble didn't pay off. I was close. You know, we, we you and I would be having a, a totally different conversation if that if that bet cashed so you know you just got to kind of take it on the chin you got to learn from it you got to grow from it don't want to dwell on the past in this sport you know your wins are very short-lived but when you come up short you don't want to dwell on it you want to learn the lessons from it and then you want to put your best foot forward and move in that direction the only time you should ever look back as a, as a competitor in this sport is you should only look back to see how far that you've come so there's no looking back and dwelling on the loss headed into this sean brady fight i'm just focused on winning focus on being in the moment for 15 minutes and beating this guy beating good you know, I love that positive attitude, but you know, losses are not easy to get over quickly. How do you really bounce back? I mean, even when you lose a game of poker, it's difficult to take sometimes. So you look back at that Luke fight, how much time did it really turn, you know, take for you to switch on, switch off? How do you bounce back normally? It was easy for me to bounce back because this is a fight where I consciously made that decision that led to me losing. So it's, it's very simple. It's to never make that decision again. I violated a very important rule as a mixed martial artist in that position before submission. And I started chasing submissions before I really had the position secured. And that's where things started to go downhill for me. So that, that, that will never happen to me again. And you could see in my previous fights, like the Neil Magny fight, the Diego Sanchez fight, I dominated those positions. I didn't let myself get out of position. So that's just a lesson learned in this fight is no matter what, under any circumstance, always make sure to secure my positions before I start pursuing the finish. You, you know, different personality types. What do you prefer? I mean, some fighters would say fighting in Abu Dhabi. Others would say fighting in Vegas in a big arena. Some would say the apex. What's the feels that feels right for you? I got to say this, man. So it's funny that you bring this up because in this calendar year, my first fight was Abu Dhabi. My next fight was Houston, Texas in a packed arena. And now I'm fighting at the UFC apex. So I've, I've literally completed the trifecta of places that a fighter can compete, or should I say environments, that a fighter can compete in in 2021. And uh, I really enjoyed Abu Dhabi. I really, I love the people there. Um, you know, in the last two years, I think I've been to Abu Dhabi four or five times. Um, I like the culture. I like the people. Don't get me wrong. I love fighting in Las Vegas, but Abu Dhabi will always hold a special place in my heart because I won my first UFC main event there at the Etihad Arena. That will always be, as of right now, that's my, that's my biggest, most favorite win of my career. So I would say at the moment, Abu Dhabi is my favorite place to compete. Ten years in the UFC, how many changes do you feel you've gone through physically and mentally? I mean, I know the hair has changed. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> it's been a lot of changes, man. And it's not just physical. It's a lot of growth as to who I am as a man. You know, I, I essentially grew up while I was fighting in the UFC. You know, 24 is a young age to be in this sport, in this company, uh, fighting in, at this level. So not only has my appearance changed, but my internal workings as a man, uh, you know, I've really grown and evolved. And uh, I wouldn't be the man I am today had I not spent the last almost 10 years of my life competing in the UFC at the highest level. It's made me a better human being. You know, you mentioned Usman very briefly. <laughs> He's looking so invincible right now. Who do you think can challenge him, dethrone him? Uh, you know, there's Edwards, there's Rahmanov. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I think the way that Camaro started to really evolve as a striker and lean on that skill set, I think that I think Leon could have a decent fight against Camaro if Camaro decides to just wrestle him. 
I'm huge on Shavkat Rachmanov. I think that guy is a monster. I think that that guy, everybody's talking about, you know, uh, Hamza Chumayev, as they should be. You know, Hamza Chumayev's a beast. Sean Brady's a beast. But I see a guy in Shavkat, super big for the division. You look at the guys that he's beat in the UFC. He beats Cowboy Oliveira, his UFC debut. Then then he fought, uh, who's his second fight? He fought uh, Prezeris, uh, Michelle Pajeres. Just those two first fights in the UFC alone to go out there and finish those guys. I mean, that's huge. So I think that that guy going forward is going to be a problem for a lot of guys. But that's what I love about being in this division is there's no shortage of tough fights. You got veterans like myself and then even bigger veterans like Jorge Masvidal who are still holding their spot with a single digit next to their name. And then you got no shortage of tough up-and-coming guys like Brady, like Maya, like Shavkat. So it's an exciting time to be a welterweight right now. You know, the last couple of weeks I've been doing back-to-back -back interviews with Paul Felder, John Anik, and I've come to really respect what they're doing behind the scenes. I don't mean this this that you should give up. Your fans will never want you to give up. But what's the future looking like for you, for Michael Chiesa? I mean, is there a bit of what Paul's doing, John's doing, the commentary, the anchoring? Yeah, man. I mean, as of right now, I'm, I'm you know I'm a contracted analyst for ESPN, um, and I'm very passionate about about being part of the narrative for the for these fights. It's like when you get to be a part of the broadcasting team, it's like you get to kind of help tell the story of the fights. I mean, the bulk of the story is told within the fight itself. When the two guys get in that octagon and they start fighting, you know, that's that's where the chapters are written. But being an analyst, like I get to be a part of the prologue and the endings to these amazing stories that, that are fights. And, uh, you know, my, my end goal, especially as my time as a competitor, starts to kind of close in. I'm really going to push hard to become a commentator. I already do commentary for LFA. So I'm already kind of getting my reps in as a commentator, but I'm really liking the position I'm in now as, as an analyst and as a professional fighter. I have a good balance with those two things right now. But when opportunity when the opportunity presents itself for me to get octagon side and call these fights with John Anik and Paul Felder, Daniel Cormier, Michael Bisping, Laura Senko, even the legend Joe Rogan, I am going to jump on it and I'm going to embrace it with open arms. And that's how I see my, my next chapter as a fighter, it, that's what it's going to evolve to is I'll move into the commentary role and uh, right off into the sunset. I will forever be a part of the UFC. Well, you know, in India, we're crazy about the movies. We've got our Bollywood. Is Hollywood going to come calling? I saw that commercial with Justin Gagey. Not bad, eh? You've got you've got a bit of acting chops in there. <laughs> a nice set that of things blast, like that. <laughs> that was a blast. I had so much fun doing that, man. Uh, you know, Justin Gagey, what a good dancing partner to do something like that. You know, that was my first kind of like, kind of a first time really being behind the camera in that kind of sense. But I definitely could see myself pursuing something like that. But you don't want to have too many irons in the fire. So for me, the best thing I can do right now is focus on competing and being an analyst and then when, when when more time opens up within my life i can start to pursue those things more but anytime jose Cuervo wants to throw me in a commercial give me a call i'm all about it <laughs> what do you think of my my lovely country india have you ever been to a holiday here uh you know have you are you looking to come just your thoughts i would love to man i, I i've got to travel all around the world and india's india is yet to be a place that i've got to have my two feet touched down on so i'm hoping down the line i'm sure ufc india is something that's going to happen as the world starts to get back to normal we could put this pandemic behind us. I'm sure that we'll be doing a UFC in your country soon enough. And uh, maybe I'll be calling the fights there. Maybe I'll be competing there. Maybe I'll just be in the crowd. But either way, best believe I'll be there. Yeah, your fans would love that. A holiday destination or a vacation spot that you like to go alone or with the family and friends that you can't get over, what would that be? Uh, anywhere where there's a, anywhere where there's a ski resort, that's my ideal uh, my ideal type of vacation. I love uh, when I'm not when I'm not competing and when the weather's right. I'm I'm always I'm always on my snowboard. I'm always up in the mountains. Uh, 
So that's my ideal uh, holiday spot, is somewhere somewhere within the mountains where there's a lot of snow. Beautiful. And how's the playlist looking? What do you have on the phone when you're training or when you're outside in the car? What do you listen to? Uh, it just kind of depends, you know. Depends on if I'm lifting weights. Depends on uh, what kind of workout I'm going through. But if I'm lifting weights, a lot of Metallica. If I'm uh, training, you know, a lot of like electronic music, a lot of EDM and stuff like that. And uh, of course, I sprinkle some rap in every once in a while. Lately, at the end of my workouts, I've been listening to a lot of uh, like piano type of music without words. It's like my cool off. I like to listen to a little piano. So, <laughs> for everybody who's listening or watching, uh, these are the India listings. Watch Michael Kiesa against Sean Brady in UFC Fight Night. It's Vieira versus Tate live on Sony Ten Two in English, Sony Ten Three in Hindi. Twenty first November India time. That's four thirty in the morning. Four thirty AM IST. So Vieira versus Tate. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, love the fight. And it's going to be really cool to share the card with Misha. Her and I have been training together for a long, long time. So I'm excited to uh, lead her off into this fight. I'm going to go out there and get my hand raised and then send her off into this fight with, uh, with Vieira proper. Wonderful. Thanks for your time and uh, best of luck. Go thank break you, a leg you, and wonderful to talk to you. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers.